Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Need More Info, a podcast exploring the worlds of movies, video games, and TV shows. Joining you again today, I'm your host, Nate, and I'm again joined by James, Hi. and also returning host, Chaz. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm good. It's good to be back. Uh, I've been off because I've been a little bit ill, so... It's nice to not be ill, and it's nice to be recording again. Those summer bugs or spring bugs going around. Uh, I got my uh, booster on Saturday. COVID oh, booster, nice. my fourth one. Yeah, turns out you have to register it for an hour. So I was told. So I'm just gonna go get that and see see which illness I possibly get from this one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so happy self, James. How you been? Yeah, not bad, folks. I've uh, been playing a lot of Elden Ring recently. Um, actually, making progress finally. So uh, yeah. As I'm saying, that game is really interesting for like how how it, how that actually plays out for someone who really did not like from software games, and to be able to like just go in and actually play them is very well, interesting. To be honest, I, I I will quote you a little bit. I did like from software games. I was just too shit at them. Oh no, I was actually talking about myself there, but that's fair as well. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I've got like a hundred and thirty ish hours in Elden Ring now. It's ridiculous. It's I didn't expect to have that many hours in it. Yeah, I need to try it at some point. Um. In classic Chaz fashion, I am playing an old game. Uh, I randomly decided to start playing Darkest Dungeon again uh, after trying Darkest Dungeon 2 in uh, Early Access. So I was just like, I've got to finish the first one before the second one comes out. I mean, to be honest with you, like I've actually gone back recently and started, restarted playing Arkham Knight because I saw the Gotham Knights uh, footage and I was okay with it. But um, yeah, I just decided to go back and play that for a bit and just, you know, do that. Even though I've got like tons of games, I, I, I've, I completed Sifu... Uh, so that was uh, good, like the new martial oh, nice. arts game, even though I had to use the uh, lower difficulty setting, which I'm not ashamed of, because it was still fucking difficult at a couple of parts. Fuck ranged characters, that's what I'll say. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, just uh, need to go back to Ghostwire Tokyo, but see how that goes. But no, that's uh, glad to hear, guys. That is glad to hear. So people, it's going to be a bit, obviously last time we uh, decided to get into a bit of a a free-form conversation about how uh, could streaming replace cinema, and it was a it was a nice little conversation to discuss. You know, obviously, Netflix's um you know subscription loss and how that could affect it, and we'll actually get into a news item today in regards to that. Um, how cinemas could be used for more uh, events going into the future, which I think would be interesting. And uh, obviously, last uh, the time before that, we did Jordan's quotable quiz, which was pretty interesting. To actually go off of that, though, uh, this week, uh, we will actually be doing another quiz. And it won't be Jordan, Jordan's quotable quiz we're doing. We are doing what we are dubbing James's Rotten Quiz. Uh, James, you want to give a little bit of insight to what that actually quiz was? Yeah, so essentially, I'll be reading uh, for summaries of reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, but I'll be removing any mention of, a, of the film, any mention of a director, any mention of the actor. And um, we'll see who can uh, guess the film. So I just want to preface people that we did actually pre-record that, uh, the second part segment um, a couple of days ago. And originally we were intending to do five uh, genres, but we cut it down to three. So when you do listen to that part of the episode, there will be uh, three genres, but there's still four films per genre. So you get a good 12 films. And Chaz got, Chaz got some good ones. Uh, you know, uh, his, his movie knowledge is increasing. Yeah, it's uh, three films per genre we do, so it's uh, annoying. Okay, so even I got it around there. Thank you very much, James. But we will actually definitely be doing that uh, 
quiz again in the future. We'll be adding that to the rotation. I think it was awesome. Uh, we'll probably be changing it up for games and TV shows, and uh, I'd be really interested, to be honest. Maybe uh, Chaz will annihilate me when it comes to the game section. Uh, it very much depends what kind of games you're talking about. You know, if you're talking about some classic stuff or maybe some obscure indie things or anything about Blizzard, I might be all right there. But if you're talking modern AAA, I'll probably fall on my face. Eh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Shame she's just going to be like, I'm going to do all indie older games now to just screw nate over that that's how it will go but yes people so yeah check out for our second half for james's rotten quiz that's what we are going to be dubbing that we will be giving like these uh quizzes um sort of unique names as we're going through so if you listen to all these quizzes and you maybe feel like there's a more unique name we could do for it maybe send it in to us we'll give you our contact details in a bit but obviously people we are now going to go into the first part of the podcast which is the new segment and starting off it seems we've got a new pixar film announcement uh called elemental I thought, okay, is this a new Avatar movie? But no, it kind of has Avatar elements. But uh, going off of IGN, uh, the synopsis for this film, which is the 27th Pixar film, released on June 16, 2023. Uh, it's June 16, 2023. Elemental is set in a city where fire, water, land, and air residents live together. It follows Ember, a fiery young woman, and a go-with-the-flow water guy, Wade, as they discover how much they have in common despite their apparent differences. The film is inspired by director peter sohn's childhood in uh, new york city uh so they've if you go to pop over to ign you can actually see that um they've uh released a single piece of concept art and the logo and uh yeah you could get into more insight of how how the director was inspired by this movie love me a good pixar film uh i i, I really enjoyed turning red um i loved uh, Zula, uh zootopia i was about to say zoolander then for some reason Still a great film, but yeah, Pixar always kills it. And obviously, um, I'm really looking forward to Lightyear in a, in a less than a month, actually. I believe it's about a month's time that comes out. I've heard good things about, is it Coco as well? Oh yeah, Coco uh, is um, is brilliant. I highly recommend it. And also um, Encanto. Mm. I really meant checking out Encanto as well. They're both great films. I think Coco is just brilliant. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda just kills it and Moana as well. Like just, just so many good films. So I yeah, check like that out. Moana, yes. Yeah, Moana was really good. Uh, to the sea, the sky, and everything. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it just shows The Rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson, that man just keeps having talent, and it's really frustrating. Really, really frustrating, because he's such an amazing, talented guy. So switching over to our next news item, uh, it seems that we are getting... We finally got the trailer for the Resident Evil TV series, which is coming out on July 14th. Now, weirdly, Netflix... I don't know if they've released the second trailer for this yet... But they released a teaser trailer, but then they had a unlisted teaser trailer as well, which a lot of people found, which I thought was better. Now, a lot of people are being really critical on this uh, TV trailer because, well, this show trailer, because obviously there was the controversy of, well, I say controversy, he's an amazing actor, uh, Lance Reddick portraying Albert Wesker, which is goes against the, you know, the canon up until this date. But, you know, I would say, you know, it's an adaptation. It's been 20, 25 years since Resident Evil's come out. You could change stuff up. I think a lot of people are saying that, that this just feels like they haven't looked at the games as much. They're using the title and it just feels more in the vein of the um, Paul W.S. Uh, the Paul and Paul W.S. Anderson, like Milo Zhivakovich movies. And I'll be honest with you, I could see where they come from because it's obviously the post-apocalyptic world and how that plays out. But we'll see how it goes because I know it's set in t two different timelines at once and it's about it's about the twin sisters and i think like they're the daughters of wesker so i'm i'm intrigued by that part to be honest have they said it's supposed to be like quite an accurate um 
to the games because I was going to say, as you said with the films, they were pretty successful and they diverted quite a lot, uh, especially towards the later ones, right? Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed the first two. The second one uh, towards the end with our nemesis getting killed by a helicopter did frustrate me and sort of becoming a good guy at the end and still realising that the actor, sort of the nemesis is actually the guy from the first one who plays the character in Ugly Betty, um, which I think's great uh Chaz is just uh googling that now just to confirm i believe his name is eric something i want to want to confirm that um but yeah no just going by this teaser trailer though like i'm hoping in the full trailer we get more of a portrayal because obviously it's talk about new raccoon city and how that plays out and i'm still gonna watch it because i think maybe if they just removed all the umbrella like elements and just not called resident evil this could have been an amazing show it could have been really interesting well not to say it's not going to be an amazing show it could it could be really good maybe it it, it will you know it's its own adaptation it might shock people because i saw another trailer with the spider a big mutant spider i was like nope i'm good she loves skills still scares the shit out of me from lord of the rings spiders new no. so uh we'll see how that goes to be honest we'll see how that goes uh james actually just pinged me a um a little news item there, which I totally forgot about, but it seems that Black Mirror is returning for season six. So, uh, yeah, I'm just going to bring that up now. This is from Variety. Damn, did we get to six already? It's been three years, almost three years since season five, the dystopian drama premiered on the streaming service in June 2019. And then we ended, entered our dystopian world uh, for the next two years afterwards. And uh, it'll be a new anthology series uh, for season six. Really interested to see how this goes. Uh, supposedly, uh, a source close to the production tells Variety that the, se- the season would be more cinematic in scope, with each installment being treated as an individual film. So, I've never really been a Black Mirror fan, to be honest, because, as mentioned in a previous podcast of people here, I got recommended the uh, the show, and I was going a bit of a down period, and I was recommended the QA episode, and that was probably the worst episode to be given when you're in a down spiral. Who did uh, that when you're feeling you, low. Honestly, I, I, he, if he listens to this podcast, he knows who he is. It's hilarious now, but uh, yeah, no, just go and buy that. Yeah, that's probably one of the bleaker, uh, bleakest episodes, to be fair. Um, it can be very bleak. I mean, it is Black Mirror, it is, it is quite dark, but I, I, I love the show because they always have an interesting twist on, of, on, on various things, but they've always got something to say about something meaningful to say about modern society. And, and where we, we could be headed in a dystopian way. Um, so I, I'm super looking forward to season six. I could definitely see. I, I've read up on some things like the uh, the friend, the, the like system in, in one of the episodes. And I've, yeah, you're both just, you know, yeah, know exactly what there is. And I could see that happening in the, you know, how social media is going. I could definitely see that happening. I know there's a community episode about um, meow meows, giving meow meows to people. Similar which concept. I think, yeah, exactly. Similar concept. And, um, I'm just wondering how that will play out. Uh, I know a lot of people who love Black Mirror, including you guys here, so I'm really uh, happy that you're getting a, uh, another season. I probably won't watch it myself, but really glad you guys get uh, another season. Switching gears now, people, to a show I will definitely be watching day one it comes out is The Boys Season 3 released their official trailer. And oh my God, the violence just turned up even more. And uh, as, as uh, Billy Butcher goes, I'm even in the fucking playing field. And uh, obviously they are getting superpowers now, which is actually more in line with the comic book because they actually do get superpowers in the original comic book, which I think is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I, I like the look of the trailer. Um, I am pretty interested as well to see what they do with the um, 
you know, the dark side of uh, corporate, you know, social media control with the head at the start with um, Homelander just doing the same interview over and over. Be interested to see where it goes with that. Um, and also Homelander's just probably going to go off the deep end. So I'm equal parts uh, excited and scared about that. Um, the one thing I will say about them getting superpowers or maybe just Butcher, um, they implied in the trailer that you're talking about that it was just for 24 hours. Um, I kind of hope that that's not the case. Uh, maybe it's not as straightforward as that, but I feel like that's kind of more interesting if it's not. But we'll see where they go with that. Yeah, I could I could see it happening. Basically, it starts off initially as 24 hours, but some bad batch basically causes Butcher to become permanently a superhero and become like the thing he hates, essentially. And I think that'd be really interesting. And if it plays out how the graphic novel goes, I'm I'm wondering if they're veering more towards that because Mother's Milk in the graphic novel he he has um abilities from the beginning from birth almost i believe so uh yeah his his term mother's milk literally comes from that so there's a whole story there i highly recommend checking out the graphic novel for that uh the character i'm most interested in is jensen ackles a soldier boy basically the 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 captain america um, um the captain america you know hat basically you have your superman in homelander you have your captain america in a uh, soldier boy and they're definitely doing a different portrayal of Soldier Boy here because a lot of people have been saying he's the Homelander before Homelander. Now, a lot of people are thinking how Homelander and his eyes are creepy as fuck at you when he's doing those interviews at the beginning, like just getting crazier and crazier. And then he's um, sorting that teat out as he's going through. <laughs> people who have not seen the trailer are like, what? <laughs> what did he just yeah. say? Yeah, well, he likes his milk. That's all I'm going to say, people. But uh Going off of that, though, like Soldier Boy coming into it, I'm wondering if it will be a case of he was betrayed by Vought and he'll actually help the boys and then like maybe he'll uh, corrupt them in the end. Or he'll be a one. I, I don't want him to be a one and done season character because I feel like Jensen Ackles, obviously he has a history with Ed Kripke, who worked on Supernatural with him when it first started, you know, 16 to this now. And he is the first superhero. Well, the the official first superhero in in the so in the forties and everything, so he is the official Captain America of that that world, which I think is really interesting, to be honest. Yeah, we'll we'll be interesting to see how they do that uh, take on that character, um, especially as you said, it's supposed to be um... the Captain America type. Yes, I mean if you if you've seen Falcon and Winter Soldier, I know James has, I believe. Uh, yeah. Did you see the Boy Season Three trailer? I have not seen that. No. Okay, so there's a. I won't spoil it for Chaz because no. it's actually yeah. Falcon Winter Soldier is pretty good. But there's a shot in the trailer with um, Soldier Boy, which is actually very reminiscent of the Disney Plus Falcon Winter Soldier show, which is very interesting how they played out. But obviously, it's more violent in the uh, the these the boys. It arrives on June third, people. Uh, I believe it will be the initial episodes will release. They'll probably release like like they do before the first three episodes. Uh, at release or and then they release them uh separately afterwards because i know the first season i believe was released all at once the second season they released the first three episodes and then released them weekly i'm wondering how they'll do this i i actually kind of pro i i do like watching all the boys at once but also with how much tv content is coming out i think it'd be good to drip feed this especially with what we're going on to in a few minutes so yes, people, that uh, is The Boys Season 3 coming out June 3rd. Shifting over to the old Netflix that was we mentioned earlier, uh, going off of IGN, it seems that Netflix, a report, uh, report according to Deadline, so we'll switch over to Deadline for this, 
Netflix is exploring live streaming for the first time, plans to roll out for unscripted series and stand-up specials. And well, I know they do stand-up specials already. It'll be interesting to see, like, you know, li- like live network shows, how this will play out. I'd actually prefer them to... It'll be really interesting if Netflix actually went... Because I know they're going to the more gaming field now with their game series. Why don't they go into, like, the Twitch service field? They they'd actually, I think that could really work, to be honest, for them. I'm not sure how much of a market share there is for that at this point, specifically for video games. Um, I feel like Twitch and, to a lesser extent, YouTube, I suppose, has kind of pinned that down. And it feels like it feels a bit late. Um, maybe I'm just looking at the article. Maybe, as you said, some live shows or some interactive specials would be more of a niche they could capitalize on, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, they're doing quite they're doing really well in their documentaries, to be honest. Uh, the thing for me is like, because obviously Twitch has their thing of like the rumor of um, the fifty-fifty going from seventy-thirty split show of profits and more advertisement advertisements being pushed. So could Netflix could try and capitalize on that. And obviously Twitch is Amazon, so that's a uh, that's an interesting aspect as well. Uh, so yeah, that's a uh, it's a it's a short it's a short update from Netflix today, but we will see how we go off that. Flipping it over, people, we got a ton a ton of news about the Star Wars. TV series and films coming out uh, from the Vanity Fair uh, news article coming out. Some amazing photo shots um, coming out from that. Just looks stunning. Obviously, we are getting Ewan McGregor, Hayden Christensen, and a slew of other actors returning uh, for two of our screens on Disney Plus next Friday for the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi on the 27th of May. May, may it all be with us, people. May it all be with us. That is going to be amazing. I don't know how long the episodes are going to be. I hope to God they're at least 50 minutes long because if they're 30 minutes, I will be frustrated. I think that definitely needs a longer amount. I know a lot of people are really uh, rallying around Hayden Christensen at the moment because I know he's obviously come back to the role now. And he actually there was actually a news article coming out about him talking about when he first got the role, basically stating that when he got the role, he was in his apartment in Vancouver and he just recalls walking out of his room, getting the phone call, and his mate, he was living with his mate. His mate knew he was going for a role. He just had an amazing smile on his face and knew exactly what it was. And basically, they lit up imaginary lightsabers, put on Star Wars music, and had a fake lightsaber all around their apartment. That just shows, you know, the passion this guy has for the role and him coming back to the franchise after so long and the hate he had, and which I think was unwarranted, to be honest. He... You know, don't 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 go at an actor for these films or whatnot. You know, it's, don't don't do that. And I'm just really looking forward to him being Vader. I'm loving the fact that we haven't seen Vader in any of the trailers properly yet, which I think is very smart to do. And I think they're doing that on purpose because you McGregor came out and said, but basically in the first scene he is in with Vader, he's meant to turn around and Vader's there walking up to him, and it scared the shit out of him on on set. So I'm wondering with Vader if that's how they're trying to play out going into the show. Because Vader, if you've played other video games, he's a very intimidating character. And also, this is peak Vader as well. This is prime, badass Vader. So I'm really looking forward to see how that goes. But going off the other quick Star Wars news, though, we are going to be getting uh, the Andor TV series, which is a Diego Luna uh, series from uh, Rogue One. The main One of the main characters from Rogue One is coming out late this summer. It's a prequel to Rogue One, obviously, because he kind of, you know... I won't spoil it for Rogue One, but it doesn't end well for a lot of characters in that film. Um, and we are also getting the Pedro Pascal-led Mandalorian season three hitting late this year or early next year. I think it's very good for them to say early next year. 
And then we are going to be getting the Rosario Dawson Ahsoka series uh, further into 2023. I'm really looking forward to this, to be honest, because I love Ahsoka as a character. Uh, I love the fact that in the Vanity Fair shot, we had Ahsoka, Vader and Obi-Wan in a live action shot together since they were all from animated before that. You've never had them on screen together. So I've, and obviously Hayden Christensen is coming back for the Ahsoka series. So it'll be really interesting to see, to be honest. The final bit of this is the uh, Leslie Headland, who created Russian Doll for Netflix, is working on a show called The Acolyte, which is set roughly a hundred years before The Phantom Menace and the end of the, the during the High Republic era. It's a mystery thriller, and it basically follows um, a Sith Lord who. Uh, so it's basically it's basically about a Sith character. I'm trying I'm trying to read it treat it here, but it's about the I believe it's about the Sith and how how they. How, it's the rise of them essentially going into the Phantom Menace. I think that's really interesting. It's a mystery thriller Star Wars show. I think Marvel did really well with their movies becoming genre pieces as as they came out of Phase One. I think with Star Wars, because obviously the Mandalorian was really pictured as pitched as a western, it'd be good to see Star Wars going a much broader like genre specific areas. I think that would draw in a lot of people. So that'd be really interesting, The Acolyte. Um, so it's reportedly starring Amanda, Amandla, it's Amandla Sten, Stenberg, I hope it's, hope I pronounced her name correctly, or their name correctly. And uh, yeah, so we expect that uh, later next year, maybe the year after. The final bit is from director John Watts of the recent Star Wars No Way Home movie, and uh, unfortunately dropped off of um, the Fantastic Four movie, and writer Chris Ford, who actually worked on Spider-Man Homecoming, are working on a project called Grammar Rodeo, which is a reference to a Fox Simpsons episode, and it's a series set after Revenge, Return of the Jedi, and the reconstruction follows the fall of the Empire, and it follows a. It's a basic galactic version of a classic Amblin coming of age uh, film of the eighties with four children set around eleven, twelve years old going around the galaxy. Which it's a, it's it's a bit. I like that. It's a lot more light hearted and you know classic. I definitely recommend checking out the Adam Project on Netflix. If you haven't seen it yet, it's sort of like an, a classic Amblin film with Ryan Reynolds. It's a very good film. And the younger version of him plays uh, is playing the new Percy Jackson, as we spoke in a re- previous episode. That is a lot of Star Wars news. You could breathe now, Nate. <laughs> yes, I know. It's, uh, I know. And breathe. I think I think I, it'll be good whoever's uh, going to be watching the Obi-Wan TV show if we actually do a little bit of a segment possibly going forward. But it'll be really interesting to do. Popping over now, people, to our game segment and our final segment of the news section, which has a whole bunch of news in itself. It's on Game Pass, people. It is on Game Pass. I am the game I'm on about is Vampire Survivor. It's now on Game Pass. I cannot recommend this game to you anymore. It's... Uh, sorry, I can recommend to this game even more because it is insanely good for what it is. And it's a roguelike uh, one-stick shooter. Basically, you can have 10 different characters. They have all special different abilities, a bunch of different levels. Now, it is in early access on Steam still, I believe. It was it's still in early access on Steam. So it's interesting that it's gone on to Game Pass already. So I'm very, um, very intrigued to see how they approach this. I'm wondering when it comes to these types of games, if maybe we will get sort of earlier games uh, when it comes to this so yeah uh go go play it on game pass now vampire survivor or if you want to play it on pc it is only two pounds i've got 32 hours in it myself and it is absolutely brilliant go check it out people but moving on to starfield and redfall have been delayed till 2023 so obviously uh arcane austin who are developing redfall and bethesda game studio starfield 
have delayed their games till next year. Uh, so this, as basically people have been joking, this is basically given Elden Ring the Game of the Year award for pretty much everything now. And I say, hold out, because boy, God of War is still coming. And I hope to God that God of War just comes in and Ragnarok's the hell out of everyone. Pun intended, people. Pun intended. Because, you know, Elden Ring is amazing in its own right, but I do have criticisms as well of that game. I do think, like, you know, it has, it does have some accessibility issues. And it'll be interesting to see how that plays out later in the year. And we don't know a ton of games coming out later in the year because I think uh, Summer Game Fest coming up in June, which we will be uh, doing reports on people as we go through. And obviously games coming, all these uh, uh, events coming out later. That's when I think we'll get the news announcement for this year and early next year, because it seems very quiet going into the second half of the year for game titles, especially on the Nintendo front, which is uh, I'm very intrigued to see what Nintendo do. So yeah, I was really looking forward to Starfield, but again, it's always good to delay your games. Don't critique a company for delaying their game. There's reasons why, you know, it could be, you know, pretty, you know, it could be a ton of different things. Just don't criticize companies for doing this. It's a great thing to do. Uh, and it also makes a better product for people. So right, people, going on to our next new subject, we finally got a list of the entire, well, a lot of the PlayStation Plus games, our extra and deluxe uh, games which are coming out for the new version of playstation plus we are getting a ton of games uh just to remind people uh the asian market excluding japan is getting this may 23rd or may 24th in the local zone japan is targeting june 1st or june 2nd the americas get it june 13th and then we get it europe australia new zealand get it june 22nd so we get it last uh but some places uh will not have it yet so that'll be uh interesting to see but Going off of this list, though, we are getting games like Days Gone, Death Stranding, Death Stranding Director's Cut, uh, Demon's Souls, which I'm very happy with because I can't afford to play. I, I haven't played Demon's Souls or Dark Souls, and seeing this in the collection really entices me to play it because I paid 65 quid for Sekiro before, and I just, I don't know, to be honest, I, I sort of, like, I felt, I felt I couldn't play that game, so I wasted my money playing that. But seeing Demon's Souls on the list it really makes me happy to, to be on there. Uh, we also have Marvel Spider-Man, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Medieval, uh, Returnal, which was actually really good. Uh, the Last of Us Remastered, Left Behind, Until Dawn, Uncharted, The Nathan Drake Collection, Uncharted 4, Lost Legacy, a whole bunch of games. And then that's just first party from PlayStation Studios. Also goes to Tsushima and God of War. And a whole bunch of other games of Bloodborne. Going into the third party, though, we have Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, Batman Arkham Knight, Dead Cells, Far Cry games, For Honor, Guardians of the Galaxy. Which, are, by the way, people play that game when it comes onto game uh, uh, comes onto PlayStation Plus because it's on Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass, play it now. I highly recommend it. It's an amazing game. Go and play it. Uh, Resident Evil, um, The Crew, The Division. Uh, and then we have a ton of games from the classic catalog, which are going to be consistently updated, such as Ape Escape, Jumping Flash, Siphon Filter, Tekken 2, Worms World of Party, Worms Armageddon, which I know makes a lot of people happy. So if, uh, again, uh, Asia markets, May 23rd uh, or May 24th, Japan, June 1st or June 2nd, America's is targeting June 13th, and Europe, Australia and New Zealand, June 22nd or June 23rd. Uh, definitely check that out, people. I will be uh, definitely doing that myself because I finally want to play Demon Souls and see how bad I am. 
Going on to one of our final news items, though, people, is Dying Light 2 Studio Tech Clan is working on an open-world fantasy RPG with former Witcher developers. Um, the untitled, t- the unnamed title is going to be a fully next-gen experience and a fantasy epic. Uh, this is going off of Games Radar. It seems that this was half-announced because uh, as part of a hiring push. Techland CEO Paul Marchalka, I hope I pronounced it correctly, reiterated the studio's commitment for Dying Light 2 for the next five years, which is insane because Dying Light's great. Uh, but now it's also time, you know, they're looking at new IPs and pushing out there. Uh, I'm really interested to see what how their tech works because obviously the Dying Light series has an amazing parkour system. Like just it, it it's almost second to none in my opinion, and add zombies and it's all it's. Uh, it's increasingly better, but yeah, I just th- I just think Techland has an amazing tech system. Ironically, Techland, uh, but to be working with former Witcher developers to create an open world fantasy RPG, though, really intrigued by this. To be honest, really intrigued. So yeah, going on to our final news item, though, people, which I'm very excited by. Basically, we are going to be getting possibly Marvel's Midnight Suns, uh, created by Firaxis, who are obviously famous for such games as. The Civilization and XCOM series. They have been working on Marvel's Midnight Suns, and the game has been uh, rated in South Korea. So, if the game has already been rated, it means that they must be announcing a release date soon because it did say it was coming in the second half of 2022. I'm wondering if it could be an August September release. Uh, they are looking at a um, decision grade of 15, which translates to a PEGI rating of 16 plus on ESRB rating of 17 plus but I'm really looking forward to this game uh obviously we just had Doctor Strange recently we are getting the Blade movie coming out obviously other characters coming up and I'm hoping we get Ghost Rider and this is this is their that's their more for, formation of the Midnight Suns the Marvel uh, supernatural team essentially and to be working on the XCOM game uh or to be working on an X, to play an XCOM game style game uh with this I think would be really awesome so yeah hopefully a summer game fest or something like that, we may actually get an official game date release. Really looking forward to that and looking forward to playing more XCOM games that are uh, really, really good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Fraxis hoping working on XCOM 3 now uh, once Midnight Sun's finished. Hopefully, because after that that uh, that teaser they gave us at the end of the last game. Yeah, uh, yeah, potentially terrible deep. I would. I want XCOM 3. We played XCOM 2 last year and loved, loved it again. It's... Give me yes, come That's all I, I still, I, st- I still don't like the timer in that game, and yeah. I refuse to play Iron Man. Oh, I, I, I'm not. That's fair play. I love, I love the timer, and I will always play it in um, Iron Man. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yes, people, uh, I'm really looking forward to that. But that is the news, people. That is the news, and we are rounding out there. So we're just going to give you our. If you uh, don't want to join us for the second half for our topic, uh, we will give you our content details now. But if you do, stick around for our topical discussion. Uh, sorry, not our topical discussion. Our quiz for James's Rotten Quiz. I'm really looking forward to seeing what people think of that and drop us uh, your comments. And you could do that by sending your email or your info to us at, by contacting us at nmipodcast.outlook.com. That's nmipodcast.outlook.com. Email us with any of your questions, queries, or compliments at nmipodcast.outlook.com. Give that one more time. Let's get quizzical. Let's get quizzical, people. That's right. Let's get quizzical. I'm usually the pun man, but I'll give that to James on that front. Uh, please follow us on our social media channels uh, by searching at NMICast for Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we've gone to a whole sleuth of other um, streaming platforms now uh, for all your podcast tastes. So we obviously we are on Spotify, 
iTunes by searching nmi-when-you-need-more-info. That's nmi-when-you-need-more-info. But you can also find us on Stitcher. Uh, you can find us on Samsung Podcast. You can find us on Listen Notes. Uh, you can find us on a whole bunch of other ones. And if we're not on the ones you like, please email us and let us know, and we will try and put it on there for you. But again, people, I've been your host, Nate. I'd like to thank Chaz and James for joining me today, even though they are both in the second segment, which is uh, hilarious, to be honest. Yeah, it's been really, really good. And I look forward to going back in time two days and recording the uh, quiz for this one. Yeah, I can't wait for it to be Sunday. It's going to be great. Looking forward to going back to Sunday. Yeah, just, just imagine this in the future, people. But we'll probably be back to a topic next week, people. So, yes, I've been your host, Nate. Please stay safe, everyone. And stick around for our second half uh, in, in a couple of seconds after this advert. Stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. An illegal spy agency discovers the theft of a prototype weapon. Derek, codename Confused Llama, and his handler, Frank, codename Majestic Vol, investigate the theft. A naive man with fanciful notions, Derek sets out on his inept journey to reclaim the weapon from villainous hands, unaware of the hidden tale following him. Enter the world of Confused Llama, a spy's tale. A short comedic spy thriller available on Amazon in paperback or Kindle. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Need More Info uh, podcast. So basically, things are going to be a little bit different in this section of the podcast. We've, as you can tell from the previous segment, we did the news round, but we're actually going to be doing something a little bit different. Uh, because James is unfortunately not going to be here with us on Tuesday, we've decided to pre-record this session and stick it after the news. We will be doing another quiz today, as probably mentioned in the news segment, but... It's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be different to Jordan's quiz. Uh, we're going to be trying to change it up a bit each time. We'll probably be doing these every couple of weeks, maybe every two, three weeks. Uh, change it up from the other topics, uh, keep people guessing on their feet. Outside of that, though, I'm just going to hand it over to James and uh, let him start off. Take it away, James. Yes, hi, everyone. So today's quiz, I'm going to be giving you the summary of Rotten Tomato reviews of various films. When I read the summaries out, I'll be leaving out the... It mentions the film in a summary, it mentions the director, it mentions the actor, I'll purposely be leaving those out. So, the scaling point system as well. So, if you get the answer correct, based on just the description, then you get three points. You can then, if you don't get that, then, you, then I will give you the year that the film was released. If you get it from that, you'll get two points. Final clue I'll give you is either the director or an actor in that film, and if you get it from that, you'll get one point. Now, if you don't know if you don't know the answer, I will pass it over to the other contestant first before we before I start giving the clues. Also, there's going to be uh, five different genres. We'll be going through those genres um, sequentially. There'll be three films um, per contestant per genre. So, just before we start, one more thing: I've got a list of I've got four different sets of films per genre. And so, in order to decide which set of movies I go from, I'm going to need to ask you both for a number. So the first genre we'll be doing is films inspired by comic books. So do you want number one, two, three, or four, Chess? Uh, three. Okay. And how about you, Nate? Uh, let's go one. Perfect. All right. I will do, I'll, I'll start with uh, Chess's question first. Wish me luck, guys. <laughs> so. This film offers an audaciously ambitious action spectacular for filmgoers numb to effects-driven blockbusters. 
Wow, okay. This film offers an audaciously ambitious action spectacular for filmgoers numb to effects-driven blockbusters. That's so vague. Zombies are zombies you will need a clue for. Okay. But you're free, to, you're, free, you're free to have a guess, and that guess may be right. I feel like that describes a lot of comic book movies that have come out recently. Uh, so the first clue I get is the year, right? So first of all, if you don't know if you, are, if you want a clue, I'll pass it over to Nate first to see if he wants uh, to have a guess. Yeah, go on then. Give it a go, Nate. No, it's, it's heavily, heavily CGI. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess, um, what could we go for? Iron Man 3? Nope. So, okay. right. I'll, so, Chess, I'll give you the clue. The first clue, the year the film was released, is 2013. Even I'm trying to think now what, what because there's tons of comic book movies coming out that year. Mm. Oh, man. Not that recent, then. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of something that's like, this is like showing my gaps in films really badly, but I'm trying to think of something that's like not particularly recent, is quite action-packed. Um, oh, man. I feel like you wouldn't go for one of the the main ones because I feel like that's too obvious. And it, uh, mm. so you reckon it's like not CGI packed? No, I, I reckon it is. I reckon, you reckon it, it is. is. Yeah, because uh, from the sounds of the description, it sounds like it is. I, I'm going to try Guidance of the Galaxy. Nathan, any 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 suggestions? I'm just going to go for it here. Thor: The Dark World. Nope. So, okay. right, Chaz, I'll give you, I'll give you the final clue. I'm going to give you the name of one of the key actors in the film, and that is Chris Evans. Okay. Chris Evans. Not to be confused with the uh, British um, ginger Chris Evans. Okay. I was going to say, what, what movie was he in? <laughs> one of two films then. Mm, okay. Chaz, do you give up? I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of something to throw out there. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man? I don't know. I'm just guessing. So I'll pass it over tonight. Is it Age of Ultron? No. So the film, you're right, this one is a little bit more obscure, but it is based on a comic book property. And the film is Snow, film is Snowpiercer. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh, that was... You did it on purpose. Fuck's sake, man. I... You knew that would throw us. You knew we'd both be like, oh, what Marvel DC movie is it? And we both seen the Snowpiercer show, and uh, yeah. we both seen the film, right? I haven't seen I do need to see uh, the film, actually. Okay. Yeah, definitely see the show. Oh, fuck. Okay, I've seen, then. I've seen the film, and I've also... I've seen the first season of the show. I've not seen any more of that. Oh, it's get, brilliant. Get back to it. Yeah, it is really good. I'm, I'm glad you were also thrown off by that, mate. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. The, that, that was good. That was good. Cheers. All right. Cool. Right, so you're one, Nate. With the help of its charismatic lead, some impressive action sequences, and even a few surprises, this film is a witty, entertaining adventure and a strong addition to his franchise's canon. Ooh, okay then. Uh, is it Thor Ragnarok? Like, do you want to have a uh, guess, Chess? I can, re- I can read it again. Yeah, go on then. <laughs> With the help of its charismatic lead, some impressive action sequences, and even a few surprises, this film is a witty, entertaining adventure and a strong addition to this franchise's canon. Mm, surprises. It's franchise as well. Yeah, I mean, that... Mm. Um, I don't know. Doctor Strange, the first one. Okay, cool. Nate, I'll give you the first clue. Okay, yeah. It was released in uh, 2013. Fuck. Yeah, okay. Again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Charismatic lead franchise. It's not that one because it came out. Did it? 
I'm just thinking it's not going to be that. Uh, charismatically, it's going to catch me off guard here again, no doubt. You've probably done a really sneaky one again here. Um, I'm going to have to say Iron Man 3. Yes, you got it right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was like, I, I was trying to remember when Age of Ultron came out and yeah. like all those films and whatnot. So yeah. Do you know what threw me off when you said franchise? I wasn't sure if you were like talking about like DC or Marvel as like a franchise or like so, a yeah. series of films. Yeah. So, 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 the actual quote on the uh, critics' consensus is an a strong addition to the Marvel canon. But I was not going to say the word Marvel, so it was too I'll give away too much. Right, cool. I'm just going to bring your next one up, Chas. Right, your clue, Chas, is it's like visually stunning and thought-provoking. This film's political pronouncements may rile some, but its story and impressive set pieces will nevertheless entertain. Hmm, political, huh? Uh, Black Panther? Nope. Any ideas, Nope? Ah, uh, political. Um... Just trying to think, like, um, could you could I get could I get the could I get the quote again? Yeah, visually stunning and thought provoking. This film's political pronouncements may rile some, but its story and impressive set pieces will nevertheless entertain. Okay, is it The Dark Knight Rises? It is not. Okay, so I'll give you the first clue, Chess. This was released in two thousand and six. Wow. Okay. Yeah, for once, not a film released in two thousand and thirteen. <laughs> Yeah, I can't really think of any films that are okay. particularly political. Nate, do you want another clue or do you want to guess? Um, thought-provoking political 2006. Mm-hmm. God, this is a while ago now. I'm just trying to think back. Because the, cause the first Iron Man movie that came out in 2008. So it's before that. It's, it's Batman Begins was 2005. So what came out after that? I'm going to I'm, yeah, I'm gonna have to pass on that. Okay, so I'm going to give you one of the key actors, which is Hugo Weaving. Chess, 2006 film stars Hugo Weaving. Oh, wow, okay. I don't know. Actors don't mean anything to me. I'll, I'll give it a pass over to Nate. So it's Agent Smith, but it's not The Matrix because that was 2003. I'm just trying to think. Remember, these are all, all, all Yeah. Comic. Yeah, comic book movies. Yeah, the thing is, though, Lord of the Rings 2003 as well. And then, oh, my God. Uh, give me give me one second. Oh, wow. This just shows my knowledge isn't as great as I thought it was. Uh, I'm going to have to pass. What you smash this? Fiefel Vendetta. Oh, damn it. Fuck. Of course. Damn it. It's... Wait, who's he play? He's the like... voice. He's V. Oh, is he V? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like. Actors don't mean a lot to me. Some actors. Yeah. Cool. Right. So, Nate, your next clue is this film is an ambitious, thoughtful and potent action film that concludes this director's franchise in spectacular fashion. Oh, OK. Uh, is it The Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, you get three points. Yep. Yeah, OK. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, there's only like not many comic book trilogies out there. And uh, yeah, that's cool. Right. That was a nice quick one. So just bringing up your next clue, uh, Chess. Quite pleased for us. Well, it's working, actually. Except I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you get some points. Maybe. Uh, don't, don't say things like that. <laughs> you never know. This film definitely blends humour and gravitas taking advantage of the perfectly cast 
to craft a loving, nostalgic tribute to an American pop culture icon. This wow. film definitely blends humour and gravitas, taking advantage of a perfectly cast to craft a loving, nostalgic tribute to an American pop culture icon. It's thrown me off that last bit. Do you think this is a difficult one, James? Are you not going to tell us? <laughs> nah, that's a clue, isn't it? Are you passing over tonight? Pop culture. American pop culture icon. Yeah, the icon bit is throwing me a little bit. Uh, yeah, pass for now. I was going to say Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, but <laughs> it isn't that. The pop um, culture bit, like the, the yeah, icon has thrown me right off. Yeah, I was going to so, say that as well. So, so I'll, I'll, give, I'll, I'll move on to the next clue in that case. I'm taking your Guardians of the Galaxy 2 as your, as your art tonight. So yeah. Careful on that. Um, right, this film was released in 1978. Ah, oh, fuck. Oh, damn it. <laughs> well, Sorry, you, you, you probably don't even know. I, I probably don't even 1978. And it's a comic book movie. I you sh- you can you can get it, Chaz. Right, give it. It's made in nineteen seventy eight. Yep. I don't I don't know any comic book movies that old. Well, I think Nathan's probably uh, got I this. Think, I think I think I think you do actually, Chaz. It's uh it's Superman the movie. Yes, you get it, Nate. Ah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, as soon as seventy eight was, I was like, that is the first comic book, proper comic book. Well, outside of Batman, you know, the sixties TV show movie. You believe a man can fly. Oh, so Nathan, your next clue and the final one for this uh, for the comic book round. This actress is the lone bright spot, but even she can't save this laughable action thriller. Wow. Okay, and it's a comic book movie. Mm-hmm. Is it Catwoman? Yeah. Oh, oh wow! Get, I was going to get to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would have got that one. <laughs> God damn you for going first. <laughs> Well, uh, in all in all fairness, Chaz, you had the first pick as to which one yeah, of these you wanted, that's, that's and you've yeah. you, you gone number one. Um, but we are moving on to the next round, and the next round is crime films. So, Nate, give me a number, one to four. Uh, four. Cool, cool. Uh, Chaz, one, two, or three? One. Okay. Right. So I'm going to go with uh, Nathan first this time. I'm going to alternate it. I won't get any of them anyway, so don't worry about it. I know nothing about crime films. I don't know as much as you think I ever do, to be honest. I mean, I couldn't get the Lord of the Rings quote from the last quiz, and Jordan was ashamed of me for that, so yeah. <laughs> oh, he did. I might, have got, I might have been all right for Lord of the Rings. Oh, man. So, Nate, your clue is featuring outstanding work from an excellent cast, this film is a thoroughly engrossing gangster drama with a gritty authenticity and super morality we come to expect from this director. I think it's one of two. Okay. Yeah, it's um Is it Godfather? It is not. Chest, do you want to guess? Uh one more time, the summary. Yep. Featuring outstanding work from an excellent cast, this film is a thoroughly engrossing gangster drama with a gritty authenticity and soupy morality we come to expect from this director. And you said the genre is crime drama. These are all crime dramas now, yeah. Or crime films. Do you know what? I'm just going to throw this out there because um, I watched it semi-recently and I think it's maybe counts. Uh, Reservoir Dogs. Your first clue, Nate, is the year of a film, and that is 2006. It was released oh, okay, in 2006. yeah. Yeah, I know this straight away. It stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, and it's The Departed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
Nicely yeah. done. And do you know what I'd hear something funny? I've never seen that film. <laughs> really? Oh, I've seen it a few times. It's, nah, it's worth, worth, definitely worth watching. I've, uh, I, I know how it ends because I saw clips of the ending, but I just, uh, yeah, I've never actually watched it, to be honest. And yeah. Yeah, this is, uh, okay. Um, all right. Good luck, Chas. Right, your clue is darkly entertaining and tightly round. This movie is a gritty revenge story done right. Darkly entertaining and tightly wound. This movie is a gritty revenge story done right. Uh, I don't know. Pass. Darkly entertaining and gritty round. Is it Goodfellas? It is not. Okay. Cool. So first clue, Chess. Uh, year that this film was released. 1971. I don't think I'll even get this either, to be honest. Darkly entertaining revenge story. Yeah. Revenge Yeah. Story. I, I don't know. Cool. Right. Uh, any ideas, Nate? Is it Chinatown? It is not. But I'll reveal, I'll reveal one of the key actors of the film, and that is Michael Caine. Oh, okay. Okay. No chance. Yeah. It's on you. Uh, no idea. Right, it's on you, Nate. Italian job? It is not. It is Get Carter. Oh, f- okay. See, told you I was not going to get that. I, I just said Michael Caine. Right, cool. Uh, your next one, Nate. I'll just bring it up. Make sure I don't accidentally click on the remakes. Right, your clue is taut pacing, brilliantly dense writing, and Oscar-worthy acting combine to produce a smart, popcorn-friendly film ride. Taut pacing, brilliantly dense writing, and Oscar-worthy acting combine to produce a smart, popcorn-friendly film ride. Okay. Is it Ocean's Eleven? It is not. Any ideas, Chess? No. Cool. So the year this was released is 1997. Fuck, okay, so it's not that then. Oh, cool. The popcorn friendly is the one that get, catches me off guard for a crime film. Oh! Fuck, it's not going to be this. Is it Rush Hour? It is not. Ah, shit. So, cool. Try to the ideas? It's not a bad guess, though. Um, No, to be honest, I don't know crime films. Like, you've picked a bad genre for me. That's fine. There's supposed to be more genres after this. I'll give you the name of of, a, of an actor that is in it, and that is Kevin Spacey. Is it? Is, um, I'm answering this right. Yes, it is. Is it? Is it, usual, is it Usual Suspects? It is not Usual Suspects. Chess, do you want to have a go? Nah, <laughs> I don't know. Right. It is LA Confidential. I've, I've never, never seen this I've film. I've never heard of that. I recommend. I, I recommend watching it. It is good. It's definitely worth a watch if you haven't seen it. This is an interesting quiz, to be honest. 99% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. That's how really? good it is. Jesus, okay. Wow, okay. Yeah. Cool. Right, your one. Jess, this film is a grimy, twisted, and funny twist on the Tarantino hip gangster formula. This film is a grimy, twisted, and funny twist on the Tarantino hip gangster formula. Are they implying that it's a Tarantino film or it's like a Tarantino film? Uh, grimy. One more time, please. This film is a grimy, twisted and funny twist on the Tarantino hip gangster formula. Hmm. Um, hang on. So it doesn't sound like it's a Tarantino film, but I wonder what it could be. Hmm. You want to pass, Chess? Um, hmm. Yeah, for now. Okay. Uh, maybe I have an idea. Any ideas, Nate? Is it um? Oh, fuck! What's the film called? Um, 
definitely not that. No, it's uh, it's with George Clooney and George and Tarantino in. Um, it's it's that vampire. It's not a vampire film, is it? From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. No. Okay, right. So the film, it's the film. It's released. Right, the year this film was released is nineteen ninety eight on New Chess. Nineteen ninety eight. Grimy and Tarantino esque. Tarantino esque. Ah, oh, is it Tarantino or not? <laughs> what mm. could it be? No, I, I don't know. Oh, late. Any ideas? Nineteen ninety eight. Is it Usual Suspects? It is not. So, final clue, Chaz. The, I'm going to give you the director. The director of this film is Guy Ritchie. 1998. Oh, yep. man. Do you know what? I... <laughs> Would you accept if you, if you could describe the film? I suspect not. Yes, any idea? Um, mm, is it Lockstock? Yes, I'll take that. I'll take I, that. Lockstock is two... two smoking barrels. Yeah, sorry. Perfect. Chaz is off the marks now. That's good. I'm sure you'll catch uh, Nate right up, maybe. Well, um, and on the genre, to be fair. So yeah. Literally, it's just because uh, I saw the Gentleman a little while ago, and I really liked it, and I watched a few more of his films. Like that's yeah. that's all there is to it. Yeah, I really. I've, I've not. I've not actually seen Lockstock, but I've seen Snatch. I've seen The Gentleman. I really liked The Gentleman. I thought it was really good, actually. I, yeah, so. I fucking love The Gentleman. That was yeah. that was hilarious. Cool. So, this one is for you, Nate. An epic gangster drama that earns its extended runtime. This film finds this director revisiting familiar themes to poignant, funny, and profound effect. So he's revisiting its extended... Uh, it's a crime film. Mm-hmm. Now, is, cri- is, cri- is crime taken loosely here, or...? An, an, an epic gangster drama that owns its extended runtime. This film finds this director revisiting familiar themes to poignant, funny, and profound effect. That's the thing, it's the funny part. I'm just going to say The Godfather Part 2, but there's not really any comedy in that, so... Yeah, not, I thought The Godfather as well, but they're not oh, funny. So I'm going to pass it over to Chaz. It's not The Godfather Part 2, that was Nate's um, suggestion. Yeah, funny is throwing me right off, I must admit. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Right, I'll, I'll give you the... Okay, so Nate, I'm going to give you the year this film was released, and that is 2019. Um, It's going to piss me off if it's actually this, but is it The Gentleman? It is not. Okay. So, Chaz, any ideas? That's what I was thinking as well, because that did come out in 2019. Funny. Funny crime movies that came out in 2019. I can't think of any. Do you know any... Do you know any crime, funny crime films that came out in 2019, Nate? No, not not 2019, no. Oh, so, Nate. This is where I fucking well, get it final, now. Final, final clue for you. I'm going to give you the director. Okay. And that is Martin Scorsese. Ah, oh, for fuck's sake. It's, um... What is the movie called? I know it's... Uh... <laughs> I don't know the title of the film. It's fucking Robert De Niro and... Uh, Al Pacino. Oh my, it's not the butcher or the barber or, oh my god, what the fuck is it? Sounds um, hilarious. Yeah, you, yeah, you, no. I'm gonna, hold on, give me two seconds, I'm swear, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it. So, <laughs> uh, so it was the CGI effects was done on him, uh, the, the Iceman? I can't accept that answer. I'm gonna pass it over to, um, to, to Chas. I mean, he had more of a chance than me. 
no, I, I can't. I can't think of any crime movies that are funny that came out in 2019. It's The Irishman. Fuck you, James. You definitely said Iceman, right? Yes, I yeah. said Iceman. I, yeah, I, I, I feel like I've heard of that. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, it's time for the final question of this round. This director skillfully guides the audience through this film's fractured narrative, seeping his film in existential, in existential dread. This director skillfully guides the audience through this film's fractured narrative, seeping his film in existential dread. I'm not sure for now. Okay, passing it over to Nate. Existential dread, fractured narrative. It's not a Leo DiCaprio film, is it? You can't he, answer that. I can't way. tell you that. No, it's. Um, I'm going to have to pass as well. Cool. So, this film, Chaz, was released in 2000. It doesn't help me. Uh, go on, Nate, you can get it. Okay, is it unbreakable? It is not unbreakable. So, Damn it. Uh, Chaz, I'm going to give you the director, and that is Christopher Nolan. Oh, okay. No, I, I don't know. Okay, yeah, I think I got it now. All right, Nate, final, final chance for is, a point. Uh, is it Memento? It is Memento, yes. A film I've not seen either. <laughs> oh, I, again, another film I recommend watching. I have this weird skill to remember data films, but I just, like, I've just never seen... Yeah, because it's Ethan Hawke and, yeah. Cool. Right, so, on to our next genre, and our next genre is fantasy films. So, Chaz, one, two, three, or four? Ah, oh, I might stand a chance. Uh, let's try two. Okay, late. One, one. This is where I've picked, like, somehow the, the most obscure selection. Right, so I'm going to start with Chaz. Take it away. Actually, I think you might have a chance, Chaz, with your ones. Please, <laughs> <laughs> let me catch up. There's not, like, I feel like there's not that many. Like, there's some big, like, hit fantasy films. Oh, mm. To be fair, a lot came out in, like, the 2000s. So. Mm. Let's see. Let's see what we got. Sure. So your clue, Chaz. With intelligence and emotional resonance to match its stunning special effects, this film expands on its predecessor with an exciting and ambitious burst of sci-fi achievement. With intelligence and emotional resonance to match its stunning special effects, this film expands on its predecessor with an exciting and ambitious burst of sci-fi achievement. <sighs> I feel like the year could really help here. Yeah. Do I try like modern or like classic? Always, always just good to go, I guess. Give it a give it a guess. Give it a guess and get three points if you're right. Um, this is probably wrong, but Empire Strikes Back. That is not the answer. That's uh, the answer I was going to go with, actually, to be honest. Okay. So okay, do, you want, do, you want the, do you want the year now? Yeah. Cool. So the year this was released is 2014. Oh, fantasy, fantasy, yet sci-fi. Yeah, I'm 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 count I'm I'm counting I've I've counted this as fantasy, but I do realise that I may have taken this particular one a little slightly loosely, but it's I think it justifies it's not I mean it's not yeah. Two thousand fourteen you said. Take 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 the sci fi aspect of it, that's the best clue. Yeah. Um two thousand fourteen, yes. Could you could you say it one more time? With intelligence and emotional resonance to match its stunning special effects, this film expands on its predecessor with an exciting and ambitious burst of sci-fi achievement. It's, it's the predecessor and sci-fi burst part that... Because it means it's a sequel. Yeah, I, I can't think... To, to be honest, the thing that's throwing me off is that a lot of 
fantasy films that I know of weren't received massively well. <laughs> you know, they're a bit, you know. So, want to put want to pass? Yeah. For- uh, okay, cool. So, final clue, Chas. I am going to tell you the director, which is Matt Reeves. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm probably going to kick myself, but I don't know. Mate, any ideas? Is it? I don't know. Fuck, I don't know. I don't know the names. I don't know the names. I know the last one is called the specific thing, but it's these. I don't know if it's one word or the other word, because this is going to fuck me over if it isn't. Yeah, Matt, James knows exactly what we're going on about now. Is it Dawn of the Planet of the Apes? It is, yes. Fuck, I, fuck, fuck. I thought it was either going to be Rise or Dawn, because Rise is the first one. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. So, on to your clue, mate. Let me just bring it up. Hey, hey, James. That should be really fun, to be honest. Awesome. You may, you may, uh, it might be an idea if we give you like like a long list of films we've <laughs> watched in the future. I, 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 I kind of disagree. I think it's quite fun. If um, I've definitely got, I've got a list here which you may have seen. Some you will have seen. Some you may not have seen. Mm. But um, with decent knowledge of cinema, I think you'll. Yeah. I mean, if there's, if there's more people with it, then it then, then it that helps. That's true. Then, yeah. If then, yeah. You'll have people who will get those answers and make, and balances itself out. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. fine. So your clue, mate. Mm-hmm. This film balances spectacular action with emotional storytelling, leaving audiences both wholly satisfied and eager for a final chapter. Okay. Uh, is it Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers? It is. Yes, three points. God damn it, mate! You're getting the easy ones on your. <laughs> I knew that one. <laughs> you might get this one, hopefully. Chess? Maybe. What your clue, Chess? The main characters are maturing, and the filmmakers are likewise improving on their craft. Vibrant special effects and assured performances add up to what is the most complex yet of these films. I feel like I know the film franchise, but pinning down the actual film in it might be tough. Um, hmm. Can you say it one more time? The main characters are maturing, and the filmmakers are likewise improving on their craft. Vibrant special effects and assured performances add up to what is the most complex yet of these films. Is it my go? Yeah. It's your go, Chas. You can you never guess. I'm going to go with Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Not that one. Uh, oh, Nate. Is it Harry Potter? I'm going to be really pissed if I get this now. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets? It is not. So I'm going to give you the clue, Chas. The, uh, I'm going to give you the year. The year, the year this one was released is 2005. Yeah, because you've got to, like, because they're saying the cast are maturing, so it can't be one of the first ones, which you said Chamber of Secrets, that's one of the first ones. Uh, 2005. What's uh, oh, like a middle one? Goblet of Fire? You got two points, Chaz. Yes. Yeah, I did it. Nice. I uh, I almost said uh, the um, uh, the Prisoner of Azkaban, to be honest, but that was 2003. Did, did you say Chamber of Secrets, Nate? That's a... Yeah. That's like the second one. That's a surprising guess, considering they're saying that they were the craft was maturing. Yeah, yeah. I guess because it was a bit darker than the first one. True. They just gradually get darker as they go along. That's kind of why I went like the other end of the spectrum. I mean, the logo literally does age and get darker in each film, which I think is awesome. Oh, so this is clue for Nate. 
People hate this film because it's cheesy, bombastic and absurd. And people love it for the same reasons. Cheesy, bombastic and people love it for the same reasons. And it's a fantasy film. Is it Willow? It's not Willow. Um, yes. Ready Player One? It's not. So, Nate, your first clue for this one. This was released in 1986. Definitely not Ready Player One. I don't know if it was 89 or 86. Is it Howard the Duck? Nope. So, Chess, any ideas? <sighs> oh, this is tough. I'm trying to think of, like, some kind of cheesy fantasy films from that time. There was a fair few because fantasy did tend to be a little bit I cheesy back then. It. I think I've got it now. I'm, I'm just I'm just racking my brain. 1986. Yep. Uh, pass. People hate oh, it. So your your next clue, Nate, you may well get it from this. Yeah. I'm going to give you the name. I'm going to give you the name of an actor who stars in this film, and that yeah. actor is Sean Connery. Oh, okay, yeah, Ch- Chaz knows this now. Um, maybe, maybe. I'm so sorry, Chaz. Uh, are, are, we the, are we the masters of the universe? Are we Highlander? Yes, yep. Yeah. Point tonight. Damn, do you know what? Oh, I was going to say fucking... No, cause, yeah, I thought it was Dragonheart. Sean Connery is in that, but that's like not 1986. That's nah, like I thought it was like 1990, 19... see, yeah. Something or other. Because at first I was, I was like kicking myself but i was like that cg is too good for 1986 and we are getting a highlander highlander reboot with henry cavill of course we are and hopefully the uh, the teacher will actually be uh, spanish this time cool so we're now moving on to the last one each for this genre i'm hoping you'll i think you might better get three points here uh chas i'm hopeful right. don't put pressure on me man <laughs> your clue is chas they leave you exhausted like the theme park ride that inspired it. However, you'll have a good time when it's over. They leave you exhausted like the theme park ride that inspired it. However, you'll have a good time when it's over. I think it's Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, what's the first one called? I'll, 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 take, I'll take that, Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one. It's Pirates of the Caribbean, the Curse of a Black Pearl. So that's uh, three points, Chess. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. To be fair, like theme park rides, I'm just like, oh, I actually get that one. Ooh, so My other guess would have been Haunted Mansion, by the way, if it for some reason wasn't Pirates of the Caribbean. Cool, mate. Your final clue is this director's debut feature is a daring original vision, packed with jarring ideas and intelligence, and featuring a remarkable performance. From this actor as the troubled title character. This director's debut feature is a daring original vision, packed with jarring ideas and intelligence, and featuring a remarkable performance from this actor as the troubled title character. Hmm. And it's fantasy. Oh, fuck, what could it be? So I'm thinking horror for some reason, but is it. I was about to E.T. Uh, that is my answer. Um, Could be E.T. That's kind of fantasy. No, it's not the titular character's name, though. The The name of the film is the character's name. That's the that's the thing. Uh, I'm going to have to pass on this one. Any ideas, Chess? You're passing. Oh, God. Um, this, the thing that's like 
confusing me, I guess, is the fact that it's the director's. It sounds like it's the director's first film, mm-hmm. um, which is tough because I don't know directors work that well. Um, yeah, let's get more info past for now. Cool. So first clue: this film was released in two thousand and one. Two thousand and one. Yeah. And it and it's the titular character's name. Where are you getting that from? Well, say say the quote again. This director's debut feature is a daring original vision, perhaps with jarring ideas and intelligence, and featuring a remarkable performance from this actor as the troubled title character. The troubled title character. 2001, I'm going to piss at myself if I don't get this. I probably will be. Um, 2001. I'm going to have to pass. I'm going to have to pass. Oh, wow, any, okay. Uh, any ideas, Chess? Hmm. Chilling character. I mean, I think this is wrong, but I could... Oh. No, I pass for now. Okay, so your final clue, Nate. I'm going to give you the name of an actor who's in it. I'm going to give you the name of the actor that plays the tribal title character. Mm-hmm. And that actor is Jake Gyllenhaal. Ah, oh, for fuck's sake. I, I guess you can class this as a fantasy film. I know the film now. Damn you, James. It's Donnie Darko. It is Donnie Darko, and to be fair... Von Tomatoes, right at the top, classifies it as sci-fi slash fantasy. So. Uh, I haven't seen that film. That's another one of those like classic films that I've not seen. Cool. So I'll tot up scores. I believe it might not be no surprise to who's won. Um, hey, I got some points. I'm happy with that. You, you did. You got six and points. And to be fair, I didn't like you know. I didn't know some of these a lot more than I thought I would. So you know. I was doomed as soon as you said crime was a genre. I was like, nah. To be fair, that was my weakest one as well. No chance. Right. So, Nate, you got 19 points. And Chaz, you got six points. Yay. Hey, I knew some. I, I was just like, you know, I've, I haven't been on a while. I want to I wanna come on an episode and, I don't know, I've been trying to improve my film knowledge. I, I knew some. To be fair, though, uh, James, how many points did I actually get in the crime round? Uh, I, I didn't split it up between that, so I can't remember. Okay. Um yeah, next next time. We'll play it again next time, but I'll make sure I will That's cool. uh, track what we're getting per genre. Maybe the folks at home can possibly uh, track that as well if they're going for it as well. I definitely, I definitely want to add this to the list of us playing this again and get a few more people as well. I want to do it again. Rounds, yeah. or, or, or could we do like a video game one? That'd be cool. Video game one would work well as well, yeah. I think I think video game TV show would work. Maybe change it up next time to video games. That way we can... Uh, branched out a bit and I think Chaz will have a bit more he'll have a bit more knowledge <laughs> yeah I might have a bit of a chance there but no uh, that's awesome thank you very much James cool awesome glad you guys enjoyed it yeah well I'm definitely looking forward to doing that again we'll probably add that to the list of we got a, we'll probably get a few more quizzes in the backlog and then we'll start rotating them in and out uh, so okay that's it people that is it I'd like to uh, thank Chaz and uh, James for joining me today yes thank you glad to be here but yes, people, uh, that, that is the end of the show. If you like, have any questions or queries or compliments, uh, or if you just enjoyed this show and you've actually gone along and you want to berate us on how badly we uh, answered some of those questions, feel free to email us at nmipodcast at outlook.com. That's nmipodcast at outlook.com. Uh, follow us on our social media channels at nmicast. That's Twitter and Instagram at nmicast. Uh, search for us on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, tons of other links. Uh, by searching nmi-when-you-need-more-info. That's nmi-when-you-need-more-info. Spread the word out there, people. Spread the word. 
just to let you know, we will be back for our usually uh, scheduled uh, time next week uh, for probably another, another topic session. We'll try to figure it out next time as we go through. But again, I'd like to thank Chaz and James for joining me today. And I hope you all have a safe, safe time out there, people. Stay safe and we will speak to you soon, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.